Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Thursday night or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azrin, the language nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, LinkedIn, and secondarily, whenever I feel like posting on TikTok and on Tumblr. My username on all these platforms is exactly the same. It is at polyglotazrin, that is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T, A-Z or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. You can also simply search Azrin the Language Nerd on whatever your favorite social media platform is. So again, that is spelled A-Z or Z-R-E-N, the Language Nerd. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited, as per usual, to be recording this one here. So we're going to do two or three separate things in this podcast. We're going to start off by talking about a, an audience question. So this, is, this comes from uh, a follower on Instagram specifically that I'm going to read out in a moment and we're going to discuss this question. And then I've got some, some personal topics that I want to talk about. Some of these topics are haters and um, people who have negative, who leave very negative or hurtful types of comments or who say very hurtful types of things. And then a couple of other random personal things that are going on in my world. Now, let's start with this um, this follower question. So the person says the following. Um, my family is Hispanic, and chronologically speaking, English is my second language. But when I was a preteen, my siblings and I really started to abandon our Spanish fluency. And I lost a lot of my ability with Spanish very quickly. And it wasn't until later in high school that I started to regain my Spanish. To this day, I don't speak Spanish as well as I'd like. I'm not too mad at my vocabulary, but I'm really discouraged by my pronunciation. I struggle with um, my alveolar trills. So an alveolar trill, for those of you who don't know, it's a rolled R. So I struggle with my rolled R's when they follow another alveolar consonant. So basically, long story short, he's struggling with some different um, pronunciation points of Spanish. He also tends to, he says, I tend to have some Americanized vowel sounds especially unstressed vowels. And all of that stuff makes this individual feel really bad about himself because he says, I feel like I'm pretending to be a part, I'm pretending to be a part of my own culture. Do you have any thoughts on this? I do have thoughts on this. And the first thing I want to say is I can really relate to you because my, chronologically speaking, um, first language is Gujarati. It is a language from India. That is a language I spoke and currently speak with my with my family. But here's the thing. Um, I'm a lot stronger in English and I'm not, you know, I don't speak Gujarati as if it were English or like even my French and Spanish. I'm just fine with the language. And I remember for the longest time uh, and and currently as well, not even for the longest time, even right now, I feel a level of insecurity with the language. Um, I don't really want to have an accent. I don't want to be judged by other people who see me, know that I'm Gujarati, and then they're like, oh, that's how you speak? And like, oh, what? You speak Gujarati like that? You're not super fluent? Oh, you have an accent? Oh, like, I don't want that judgment. I just want to, personally, I just want to um, have a Gujarati level that people are actually impressed, where they're like, wow, you grew up in Canada and yet you speak Gujarati like you're born and raised in India? Wow, that's so cool. Um, 
And so I can relate to you. I, I, I can definitely feel a certain level of kinship there. Now, I think when we look at this very logically, you ultimately are left with one of two choices. Choice number one is you decide, all right, I um, this is how I speak Spanish. This is the reality of the situation. And I'm okay with that. And you choose to go in that direction. Option two is you look at this problem of you specifically for you it seems that pronunciation is the thing that bothers you the most and you try to tackle that problem and you try and figure out how am I going to fix this how am I going to improve my pronunciation so that over the next five to eight years I'm able to get my pronunciation up to a point where I feel really good about how I speak right and notice how I said five to eight years I think you need to attack this as a long-term problem I think you need to approach this as if it's going to be something that's going to take a long time, but you try to make some gradual improvements day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, until, you know, five, six, seven, eight years later, you're, you're at a point where you can look back and say, yes, now when I speak Spanish, I'm really happy with how I sound pronunciation, pronunciation wise, and look at that progress. So I think that's the mindset you have to attack this with. Now, in terms of how to, pr to improve your pronunciation, my guess is that you've already put some time into this. The way you've written this message tells me you've got more and above average knowledge around pronunciation. You've used some very linguistic heavy terms, some very phonetic oriented terms, such as alveolar trills and um, unstressed vowels, and you've really seemed to have analyzed this. And now it's just a matter of taking the steps to actually change those habits. So there's a few ways you can do that. A very simple thing you can do is to record yourself speaking every single day into your phone for five to 10 minutes, and then to re-listen to that recording to see if you can hear the errors you're making and to try your best to fix them. That's something you can do by yourself. I personally, this is just my view on things. It's not necessarily right or wrong, but it is something that I believe in heavily. I am a big fan when you're trying to learn another skill to not go it alone, to actually bring someone else into your process to help you and pay someone to do so. Or, or if you don't have to pay, then great. But often if you're having someone help you with it, you'll probably have to pay them or compensate them in some way. But I'm a big fan of that. And I find that when you can bring someone into your process, an outside person, I feel like it can really accelerate things for you. So find an accent reduction coach. Find someone who can help you with that. Um, that, that is something I actually do for Spanish. Um, assuming our availabilities line up and it fits your price point and blah, blah, blah. We can look at that. Um, if not, there's plenty of other options. You can Google accent redu reduction coaches for Spanish. There's one guy in particular I can even recommend to you that I know... Um, that's really, really good. And that's literally what he does for his line of work. So there's a lot of resources around that um, that I can help you with. And, and of course, Google and YouTube alone can help you with as well. And yeah, pay someone, right? And have them help you with it and, and follow their process to fix those errors. The other thing you can do, and this is a little bit more um, outside the books or a little bit more um, rogue, let's call it, quote unquote, is... Um, what you could do is as you're doing your daily recordings of you speaking in Spanish about different topics, right? Um, you could actually just even just ask native speakers of the language to be like, hey, 
are the, like what words that I say or what about these audios sound unnatural to you? And then once you figure that out, try to make it sound more natural and ask those people what you can do and ask them for feedback, basically. When they say you said blah, blah, blah word incorrectly, you can then say, okay, let me try that again. Is this better? So if you said, I don't know, like, um, like if you said caro instead of carro and rolling your arm more, you could say, oh, wait, is carro better with the rrr? Is that better? And they say, yeah, yeah, that was better. Oh, cool. Or whatever it is. So you can find people in your family, you come from a Hispanic family, so your family can help. You can find people online as well. I'd recommend an app called HelloTalk. So hello, like hello, talk. And Tandem is another app that I've heard very good things about. I've used HelloTalk personally. I've never used Tandem, but Tandem, I've heard good things. So definitely worth checking out as well. Um, anything else on this? I mean, I think those are kind of my thoughts. To, to sum it all up, I think you sh- you need to look at um, you need to look at this as a very objective problem, and you have to decide how you're going to attack it and dedicate, as I said, five, six, seven, a number of years basically to slowly but surely try to chip away to solve this problem so that it stops bothering you, right? So those are kind of the thoughts that I have as of right now on this topic. Now, as I said, I wanted to talk about some different topics in my personal life. So first of all, being haters. So um, I saw, I so I post a lot of content, as you guys know, and I also run ads on various platforms. Some of them are social platforms, such as Facebook and Instagram and different things like that. Some of them are just, um, what do you call them? Um, You call them, ah, what do you call those? Uh, Like eBay, not eBay, like eBay and Amazon, like, like, like online stores, basically, where you can post ads for things like those types of, um, those types of websites. Anyway, so I have some ads running on Facebook right now, and somebody left a, a very hateful kind of comment. The comment, I'll literally read it to you right now is rich spoiled brat paying for likes that was their their comment word per word and here is my response my response was word per word sorry you feel that way and then i said their name facebook ads end up helping me grow my business which is why i run them now when it comes to haters my personal viewpoint and not just haters let's call them negative comments Right. Whether it's really, really strong, like this guy here, like rich, spoiled brat paying for likes or whether it's something that's constructive criticism, something that's like, hey, I think you should think about blah, blah, blah. I think this could help your videos or whatever it is. Both both spectrums. Right. Doesn't really matter how negative or constructive or whatever comments that are more on the negative side. Right. My view on these kinds of comments is to approach them respectfully and to not let them really hurt my feelings. I mean, I'm human and sometimes they do get me down a little bit, but generally speaking, I'm not super duper bothered by them. And there's a few reasons for this. I think first of all, my mom built self-esteem in me when I was growing up. So go mom. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, she used to tell me when people say something negative about you, it's like a boomerang. They threw a boomerang at you and it goes around you and it's really going back and reflecting upon that person. So that was a visualization she gave me as a child that worked really well. So like she did a really good job. So a lot of negative kinds of comments and stuff, um, I handled them reasonably well just because of my upbringing. So that was, that's definitely one reason. Um, I think another thing to realize is online comments, the commenter doesn't know you and you don't know them. So because they don't know you, 
and they don't have the full picture and they don't they 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 don't know the full story of what they're seeing they're viewing what you're posting or what you're doing you're they're viewing your actions from their lens you need to consider their opinion but you can't let it con- com- completely consume you right like it just doesn't make sense it's different like if they if they know you really well and they're telling you something like yo man you got to change xyz and this is like your boy, this is like your really close friend, your your brother, your sister, your whoever. Like th- there's a, there's a little bit more. That's a different story. It's a different conversation. But a random comment like they don't know you, man. They don't know you well. So you can't let that consume you all day, at least in my perspective. Consider it, respect the opinion, think about it a little bit, see if they if they've got a point, like why are they thinking that? Why are they feeling that way? Like think about it, but don't let it consume you. I think as well with online comments, this is the big one. Someone else said this actually, I gotta give credit to someone else for this, but it's so true and I never really realized it till they said it. Um, and props goes to at uh, Gary V, so Gary V-E-E. Um, he said like, when there's online comments, you can't get, ex- you can't get, you can't feel down because of the bad stuff. And you also can't feel good because of the good stuff because they none of them really know you these are just online comments so the same way that you can't let haters quote unquote get you down you can't let the positive accolades get you too high and get you feeling too good about yourself you've just got to stay neutral between the two because none of them really mean anything because none of them really know you that well and i never realized it because that's that's something i do when there's positive comments i receive i appreciate it so much and it's awesome and of course they make me feel good but I keep that pretty much in check because I know that, hey, like, it's a comment. It's an online comment, right? So, um, like, I know I'm more worried about what I think about my content, what I think about what I'm doing. I'm more worried about that than I am what others think while still respecting what what others think. That's an important point to make. And then, of course, the last thing that kind of occurs to me with these kinds of hater types of comments is now what? now what right so this commenter wrote this really um rude comment so i'm like okay now what did something change in my life after that comment not really right am i a different person than three seconds ago when i didn't even know that comment existed no i mean like now what like nothing has really changed after a negative comment my life is still exactly the same there's food in the fridge, my family's still there, still got my work, didn't lose money, my health is still in good shape, uh, I'm still, I still have the personality I've always had, I still treat people how I treat people, I still view the world the way I view the world, nothing's changed, like, <laughs> it's still the same, so why am I feeling so different when literally everything around me is identical, it makes absolutely no sense. So th- these kinds of thoughts help me keep things in perspective, so, um, the final thing I'll say is like one thing I um, one thing I think about when it comes to haters is I don't really view them negatively at all. I think some people will say like F the haters, screw the haters, like oh screw them, ignore them, what's their pro like ah oh, whatever, just troll. No no no, I actually respect where they're coming from. Like when this guy wrote Rich Spoiled Brad, I actually thought about it. Like why did he think that? Like what has he seen? Like I, I really do think about it. And I do wonder, like, do others think that? Like, like I, I just think about it. I do actually ponder it. I don't just dismiss it. Everything I look at at face value and I try to look at it objectively. Um, but I just don't let it 
get me too high or too low. Random last final thing that we'll finish this podcast up here. Um, just a personal thing I've been thinking about in my work life. There's just not enough time every day to get everything done by yourself. I've I've always known that. I've always figured this day would come, but it really hit me today and this week in particular. But there's just not enough time to get everything done in a day. There just isn't. Not by myself. It's 10.07 p.m. as I'm recording this podcast. Like, that should, like... And I, I still have other things I have to do, but I'm just not going to do them because I want to, like, you know, sleep and rest and have some kind of work-life balance. So one focus of mine on my work life has been the sales and branding side. Because um, if I can really focus on the brand and the sales and get those up, especially the sales side, um, it gives me more cash to actually hire someone and to actually get help from others to take some stuff off my plate and really make sure I'm focusing my time on my strengths and focusing my time on the stuff that really, really makes sense for me to be focused on. Um, there's stuff I focus on now that, you know, even like two weeks ago, I thought it made sense and has made sense for the past three years that I've been self-employed in this particular business. Um, but now I'm like, man, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how much some of the things I do, I don't think I should be the ones doing those. Like, it's not the smartest use of my time. So just a random thought I wanted to share. All right, everyone, thank you for your attention. I appreciate it so much, and we will talk very, very soon. Bye for now. See you.